Section 13 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Tuesday, 12. We rested, but we shall pay for it before we reach Trenton. On Wednesday we started for Warwick, but the tire of the carriage wheel giving way, we only reached Lymonson's. Next day we dined at Sussex Courthouse, and reached Mesoner's, on the mountain. Next day we came to Asbury Town, between Sussex and Hunterdon counties. New Jersey, Saturday, 16. We were driven into Jonathan Bunn's by a blessed rain. On the Sabbath day at Trenton, my subject was Second Corinthians eleven seventeen. Monday, 18. We went forward to Bristol. Brother Watcote preached. I had spoken at Burlington on Titus 2, 14. Pennsylvania. I must here in Philadelphia labor with the pen and answer letters and refit for the Western Conference. Friday, 22. We left the city. During my three days' stay, I preached once at the academy. On the Great Valley Road, we stopped at Brother Geiger's, and housed for the night with an exceeding kind German family by the name of Kennedy. On Saturday we found heat, and dust, and turnpike gates, twelve in seventy-five miles, as usual. Sabbath 24 we spent at Soudersburg. I spoke on Psalm 51, 9 through 12. Here Bishop Watcote concluded he must stop, or go on with me and die by inches. Monday 25. I passed through Lancaster, called upon John Shaner, upon Little Conestoga, dined at Columbia and preached at three o'clock, and then crossed the ferry and reached Henry Strickler's to lodge for the night. We stole a march upon our friends at York, and met them at the courthouse as they were coming to meet us. We stopped a while at Brother Lay's, and then came on to Brother Pence's. On Tuesday I had a little leisure to write a few letters, and on Wednesday morning I preached at the chapel, and in the evening went to James Worley's. On Thursday I preached once more at the widow Holspeter's upon Conewago. Since I was here the old man has gone to rest. My mind is under a great calm. I hope this will be a great year of gospel grace. Friday 29 we had a sultry ride to Carlisle. Henry Bohm preached in the evening. Next day at eleven o'clock, I gave them a sermon from Colossians three twelve through 14 In the evening, Wilson Lee spoke. On the Sabbath, we had prayer meeting at five o'clock. James Smith preached at eight o'clock. I spoke on 2 Corinthians 6, 2, and Wilson Lee in the afternoon. We had excessive heat, but the people were very attentive. I have read the half of The Portrait of St. Paul. O oh, inimitable Fletcher, in preaching, writing, in living, and in dying. Monday, August 1. I came ten miles to a Mr. Snyder's, near a village called Newville, and dined about eleven o'clock. The people gathered together, and I must needs preach to them. We proceeded on to Shippensburg in haste, 
and here I again stood up in my master's name. We had a crowded house and a sick preacher. There is a meeting house here on shares with the Presbyterians and seceders. The Methodists have one of their own. On Tuesday morning at four o'clock, we set out to scale the mountains. We passed a little town called Strasburg, and another called Emmitsburg. Here we stopped, and I laid myself down upon the floor to rest. Intense heat, rugged mountains, and a wasting dysentery almost overcame me. I feel, and have felt, thirty-two years, for Pennsylvania, the most wealthy and the most careless about God, and the things of God. But I hope God will shake the state and the churches. There are now upwards of twenty German preachers somehow connected with Mr. Otterman and Martin Boehm. But they want authority, and the church wants discipline. Wednesday 3 We came to David Fields and fed. After prayer, Wilson Lee bade us farewell, and went away to the Littleton quarterly meeting. A rumor had spread that I also was to be there. Strange that they should expect that I would stay one hundred miles in the rear of my appointments for such a purpose. What must I not do to please all the preachers and all the people? Hard and slowly did we toil up, through intense heat, eight miles of the sidling hill. We stopped at a house of entertainment, kept by Mr. Head. The night was very sultry, and my lodging room very small. Thursday 4. We started for Berlin. Passing through Bedford and Somerset counties, and crossing the Juniata, we came into pleasant Berlin about sunset, making a ride of forty miles. We lodged with Squire Johnston, and necessity was laid upon us to speak both in English and German, with the assistance of my traveling companion, Henry Bohm. Friday 5. Forty-two miles over hills and rocks brought us down upon Connellstown, on the Yoyogany River, where we lodged with Anthony Banning. I called at the twenty-mile house, and found a daughter of Michael King, a local preacher amongst us whilst living, and now, I trust, a glorified spirit. I think it will be better for me never to ride eighty-two miles in two days again. A wearied mare, just off a journey of thirteen hundred miles, and an old afflicted man. But God and grace is sufficient. On Saturday and Sabbath I rested in Connellstown and preached. My subject was Matthew 5.13. There has been death in the pot here, nor do we know that it is yet, or when it will be, out. On our way to Jacob Murphy's, we noticed Colonel Mason's superb stone mansion on Mount Braddock. Tuesday night. At Murphy's Barn, I spoke on 1 Corinthians 7, 29-31. Although much afflicted in my bowels, I felt wholly given up to do or suffer the will of God, to be sick or well, and to live or die at any time and in any place, the fields, the woods, the house, or the wilderness. Glory be to God for such resignation. I have little to leave except a journey of five thousand miles a year, the care of more than a hundred thousand souls, 
and the arrangement of about four hundred preachers yearly, to which I may add the murmurs and discontent of ministers and people. Who wants this legacy? Those who do are welcome to it for me. Thursday 11. I dined with the aforesaid Colonel Mason, one of the great men of the West. Next day I came to Uniontown and returned to Jacob Murphy's. On Saturday I came to the quarterly meeting. I preached and we had an open time. At the night meeting it was a shouting time, and our meetings, I believe, were warning times to Uniontown. I believe God will yet work in the Redstone Settlement. He has already begun amongst the Presbyterians. Tuesday 16. I rode twenty miles to Harry Stevens's upon Monongalia, weak and afflicted. Next day I attended an appointment made for me at Mapletown. My subject was 2 Timothy 4, 7, 8. Many heard and felt. I stayed with Mr. Jackson on Muddy Creek for the night. Thursday 18. I preached at Shepherd's Meeting House upon Romans 8, 9. I was uncommonly led out upon both my last subjects, and I suppose I had one thousand hearers in the two congregations. After dining we rode down the heights of Ten Mile to a town called Frederick, thence to the Quaker settlement, and stopped at Alexander Frew's. Were the grounds not so uneven, and so destitute of springs and streams, I should give the Redstone settlement the preference to almost any in America. The soil is good, the timber lofty, and there is plenty of iron, coal, and limestone. And would the settlers generally do as their Quaker neighbors, the only people here who manure their lands, the soil would never be exhausted. The great promise of fruit has failed. It is mercifully wise in Providence to check our plenty, particularly here. Many drunkards will now be kept sober in this distilling country, and I hope some will be converted to God. Friday 19. Our camp meeting begins today. The ground chosen was William Jackman's, near the old fort upon the Monongalia. It was upon a beautiful eminence. The great stand was erected, and a second one to the left, concealed by the trees. On Saturday I preached to about one thousand hearers. My text was Isaiah fifty-five twelve. The Sabbath was wet in the morning, but, clearing away, both stands were occupied, and there might be in the two congregations nearly four thousand people. There was a visible impression made upon many, and we hope fifty souls were converted to God. On Tuesday we came away, whilst others were coming to the ground. Thornton Fleming and James Quinn went back and preached. We came to Samuel Hammond's. Wednesday 24. At the Forks Meeting House, I preached on 1 Thessalonians 3, 1. Whilst we were at dinner at Benjamin Fells, William Page came in with the agreeable intelligence of a revival at Connellsville. On Thursday we crossed Monongalia at Elizabethtown, and came to William Jones's, and preached to an unexpected congregation. I was unwell, 
but spoke on Acts 2.21. A woman, noted for being a mocker, fell down and cried for mercy, confessing her sins before all the people. Brother Page exhorted, but the people would not disperse until he had given them a sermon under the sugar maple trees. Many trembled and wept if they did not pray. This has been a neglected spot. On Friday we rested. Saturday 27 We had a dry, sultry ride to Pittsburgh. In the evening William Page preached. In the courthouse I spoke on the Sabbath day to about 400 people. My subject was First Chronicles 7, 14. I would have preached again, but the Episcopalians occupied the house. I come but once in twelve years, but they could not consent to give way for me. It is time we had a house of our own. I think I have seen a lot which will answer to build upon. Monday 29 I came down and crossed at the old fort, the point of confluence of the rivers Monongalia and Allegheny whence these united waters flow under the appropriate name of Ohio. Beautiful. I crossed Sawmill and the Shirty, and passed the lands of General Neville. At John Renshaw's I found an agreeable hostess and lovely children. Riding up the road I met an aged Presbyterian, who told me that religion was at a great height in Mr. Wood's congregation, that yesterday under preaching several fell down, he asked my opinion of the work. I replied that in my judgment, any person who could not give an account of the convincing and converting power of God might be mistaken. Falling down would not do. We agreed in sentiment. I stopped at John Fawcett's, where, although very sick, I preached to a large congregation at seven o'clock on Tuesday. My subject was Matthew 7, 7, 8. I baptized several children. On the same day I rode, weak, faint, and alone, to Washington. It was the time of the court sessions. We had about four hundred people to hear, to whom I spoke on Titus 2, 11, 12. I lodged at John Crouch's. God is in this house. Wednesday 31 We rode seventeen miles to Philip Doddridge's, near a new-made town called Middletown. Here I preached next day in a new stone house, the first of the kind I have met with in my tour. Although faint, from heat and a dysentery, I was long and fervent, and the people were attentive. Friday, September 2 We found a spot and made a pulpit between two sugar-maple trees. I was in great pain, so that I did not attend quarterly meeting, which began on Saturday, continued until midnight, recommenced on the Sabbath with love feast and sacrament, and at eleven o'clock I preached on Ephesians six, eighteen through twenty. One, the mystery of the gospel, in redemption and salvation, in what Christ hath done for us, and in what is wrought in us by his Spirit. Two, the duty, nature, and exercise of prayer, for saints, for the ministry, and for the success of the gospel. 3. That the apostle might be bold as a prisoner and a martyr. 
Many things were said of the mysteries of God, creation, the winds, and our own existence in embryo. We have demonstration of these mysteries, and such we also have of redemption, conviction, conversion, sanctification, and the adorable trinity, and frequent and obvious demonstrations of the power of God and his word instantaneously manifested. We do not know how these things are, but we know that they do exist. My indisposition was such that I left the people still engaged in worship, much ashamed of the meanness of my performance, however well my hearers may have thought of it. The Lord knew my good intentions, but I saw that the excellency of such sublime and interesting subjects was beyond my reach of thought or expression. The Lord blessed our gathering together, and souls were converted. Virginia, Ohio County, Monday 5 We rode ten miles to John Beck's, near West Liberty. I preached on Acts 3.26. One soul who had been convicted at our quarterly meeting professed to find peace with God, and shouted, Glory, with a loud voice. On Tuesday I preached near this place to a crowd, at John Spaws. I came with Resin Pomfrey down the Great Hill, to the Ohio. Wednesday brought us to Charlestown, the capital of Brook County, situated at the mouth of Buffalo, eighty miles from Pittsburgh. We found the Ohio so low that the boat of Colonel Lewis, who was going to explore the Mississippi, would not float over the flats. Ohio, Thursday, 8. I reached Steubenville and preached on Luke 19.10. As the courthouse could not contain the people, we went to a Presbyterian tent, for which, as the Jews and Samaritans have no dealings in this country, we must ask pardon. I was invited to dine with Mr. Basileel Wells, one of the proprietors of this town, and the rich occupant of a large mansion, which, if rough cast, would be grand. The rivers and streams were never lower than now. My mind is greatly engaged with God in public and in private, but I feel the power of Satan in these little, wicked, western trading towns. Friday night. At Charlestown I preached in Brook Courthouse, on Joshua 24, 19. We came to Nicholas Pomfrey's to lodge in the evening. On Saturday we crossed at Pomfrey's Ferry, and attended West Wheeling Quarterly Meeting at Hopewell Chapel. I ordained Brother Renshaw to the office of deacon, and then came to the stand, and preached on the Sabbath day, on 1 Peter 5, 10. We had love feast and sacrament. There was a cry raised very soon, and it was with difficulty I could keep the thread of my discourse, whilst they were singing and shouting upon the top of the hill. At candlelight the cry began again, and continued until the break of day on Monday morning. It is judged there were twenty souls converted to God. I came away, keeping up Indian Short Creek to Isaac Meeks, ten miles. On this stream are some of as fine lands as any in America. Tuesday 13. We came to Morrison's Tavern, twenty miles, our route lying along upon the branches of Short Creek, Wheeling, and Stillwater, the land still fertile. 
Next day we reached Wills Creek, after riding thirty-seven miles. We were richly entertained at Mr. Beatty's. On Thursday morning it rained about two hours. I was damped, and felt a touch of inflammation in my throat. We stopped at Zanesville, and found good entertainment at Mrs. Morrison's. Friday 16. We reached John Murphy's at New Lancaster. Since Tuesday morning we have ridden 120 miles, over successive and excessively steep hills. My mind has been calm. Daniel and Benjamin Hitt have been my companions. The levels, and on the watercourses the lands, in this state are exceedingly rich, with all the appearances which alluvial soils present. I frequently see the tumuli, or barrows, such as are seen in the west of Georgia, most probably graves of the aborigines. Jonathan's and Brush Creeks are branches of the Hakaking. There is fine land on these streams. We are, I judge, six hundred miles from Philadelphia. On Saturday I preached at John Murphy's, on 2 Peter 1, 2. We held a sacramental and social meeting. At eleven o'clock Daniel Hitt preached, and I spoke after him. We had the attention of the people, and we saw some tears, but there was nothing special done. On Monday I preached at Edward Teal's once more. This brother I knew in Maryland thirty years ago. He is now settled in Fairfield, near Rush Creek, and has twelve hundred acres of land under his feet, equal to any in the United States. What will not a little enterprise do for a man in this highly favored country? Tuesday 20. Was a day of settled rain. We sought a shelter at Edward Teal's. Next day, having two appointments, we set out and got bewildered in the woods, and lost our way upon Mount Pleasant. We judged it best to take the path to New Lancaster, and try to secure our second appointment at Broad Coles. After riding about twenty miles, and again missing our way, we came in at three o'clock, and I preached upon Luke eleven thirteen. I took lodging at Mr. Daniel Van Meter's. Mr. Van Meter told me that a boy had cultivated about twelve acres, which would yield him about seven hundred bushels of Indian corn. Now what do these people want with slaves? They have wisely prohibited their introduction into the state. The muddy prairie is five miles in length, and a mile wide, more or less. It was, doubtless, once a lake. It is very fertile, but must be drained before it can be well cultivated. New Lancaster has nearly one hundred houses of all kinds, ill-situated for health on a low, rich level through which creeps the still hock-hocking. Thursday, 22. We came thirty miles to Browns, on Deer Creek, Ross County. Our route brought us over the Pickaway Plains, seven miles long, three miles wide, and fertile. Little hills covered with lofty trees here and there rise from the level and give a beautifully picturesque appearance to the plains. At Thomas's we crossed the Scioto, now dwindled to a small body of water. On Friday I preached at Brown's. My text was 2 Timothy 4, 7, 8. It was an open season, with about three hundred hearers. 
Saturday, 24. I rode to Chillicothe, 15 miles, through lands generally rich. We passed some of those mounds and entrenchments which still astonish all who visit this country, and give rise to many conjectures respecting their origin. Shadows, clouds, and darkness rest, and will rest, upon them. In the State House, which also answers for a courthouse, I preached to about five hundred hearers, and would have had more had not the rain prevented. Chillicothe stands upon the point of confluence of the Scioto River and Paint Creek. On Monday we came away from Governor Edward Tiffins, across the fat lands of the Paint. At the end of thirty miles we stopped at Branker's, and had the common fare of travelers, with other travelers. Tuesday, 27. We stopped at Ohio Brush Creek, fifteen miles, dined in haste with George Spurgeon, and bent our course to George Rogers's at Darlington's Ferry. This was a stretching ride. Kentucky, Wednesday, 28. We crossed the Ohio into the state of Kentucky, Fleming County, stopping at Salathiel Fitch's. It is wonderful to contemplate the effects of American enterprise exhibited in the state of Ohio. It is but four years since Zane opened the road for the general government through the wilderness so lately called, and now there are the towns of Marietta at the mouth of the Muskingum, of about one thousand houses, Cincinnati containing as many, Hamilton of five hundred houses, and many others whose names are scarcely fixed. Thursday 30. We came through Bourbon County. I crossed Licking River by the Salt Works, and rode thirty-three miles to Benjamin Coleman's, at Mount Gerizim, to attend the Kentucky Conference. This was a heavy ride, without food for man or beast, until we reached home. On Friday we rested. Saturday, October 1. Barnabas M. Henry preached upon the divine institution of the Sabbath. On Sunday I had to preach from a stand in the woods to about two thousand people. My subject was 1 Thessalonians 3, 1. It was an open time. Monday 3. We entered fully upon our conference work, but I had to preach nevertheless. We had preaching every day, and the people continued singing and prayer, night and day, with little intermission. On Wednesday the meeting closed. We hope there were twenty souls converted to God, besides five who are reported to have been converted at a family meeting. Our conference ended on Thursday the 6th. I had taken cold, but rode twelve miles to Smith's, and was driven by illness early to bed. Next day I rose unwell, and continued my route through Paris, standing upon the fork between Stono and another stream, useful for mills, but apt to be nearly dry in autumn. Paris is the capital of Bourbon County, a growing place of about four hundred houses, some of brick, and a stone meeting-house belonging to the Presbyterians. The day was excessively warm, but I made twenty miles to Dr. Hinds, Clark County. Brothers M. Kendry, Garrett, Douthat, and Grenade were with me. Saturday 8. I felt my mind devoutly fixed on God. I accomplished two things in conference, viz. 1. 
forming the Ohio circuits into a district. Two, sending two missionaries to Natchez, and one to the Illinois, as the minutes of the present year will show. End of section 13. Recording by Brian Keenan.